Hi there, and welcome to the audio version of the blog Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal. It's been a while since I've written and sent out a dispatch, but you'll find out why when I get into the story in a few minutes. This week it's called Hitting the Wall, Something Great Out of the Ashes, and is accompanied by some birds in the trees and some kittens munching food at my feet. We've had our challenges since beginning this crazy, new-life, off-grid living adventure in paradise experiment, but the last couple of weeks have been my toughest so far. And what's odd is that it's sneaked up on me. I just hit some kind of wall which has sapped me of energy, drained me of enthusiasm and ground everything I've been doing to a halt. It could be the impossible list of things we're trying to achieve, the increasing pressures of our building project, or the final realisation I haven't got a proper job anymore, at least not one that pays, and I don't actually have to do anything every day. And that is quite a scary mindset to get into. I've spent a week trying to put it into words, but writing has joined the list of things I currently can't get that excited about. I often joke that writing these dispatches keeps me sane, but perhaps it does. So while this might be a tougher listen than usual, it's been much tougher to write. And by keeping it honest, maybe I can shake off the dark shadow and get back in the groove. It was, objectively, a particularly shitty start to the week. As romantic as a his-and-hers colonoscopy might sound, we were both grateful for living in a house with two toilets during the cleansing process ahead of the procedure. I was more concerned about the one-and-a-half-hour drive to the hospital, but things moved faster than I anticipated, and, without wanting to be facetious, it all passed without incident. A great hospital with lovely staff combined with a dose of general anaesthetic to ensure the whole experience went smoothly. We have a slew of routine checkups, courtesy of our medical insurance, but my lack of productivity frustrations have been amplified by multiple time-stealing trips to the Algarve. We're lucky to have good friends to help lift us over some of the bumps, but it's been a bit of a downward spiral recently. I had high hopes for June. Lots of time to edit, write, plot and scheme, to run, to do a couple of hours of landscaping work every evening outside, to get a grip on everything and to get into a routine. We had a gap in visitors, the perfect opportunity to hit high levels of productivity, to get in the zone and achieve a load before going away. But none of that has happened. Instead, I grumped around the house, snarling about wasteful trips to the carpenter and the window guy, unable to string more than a couple of hours of reasonable focus together and getting lost in flight connection hell for our Air Miles California trip out of London next week. I'm not going to list the tiny grains of sand that became pebbles in both shoes, but some are as stupid as where to go for lunch or the time thievery of a rubbish second-hand furniture store. Without having the excuse of hosting dinners and taking pals to the beach, of being very busy, there was nowhere to hide. I've written about our water woes and scope of the work we need to do on electrical infrastructure to get this tourist lodge opened by next Easter, but there's something else weighing heavily which I haven't mentioned. A few months ago, the entire funding for our building project was suspended while a loophole in our contract was being ironed out. 
We thought we had six months to start asking for money. But it turns out we had six months to spend it. And nobody can build a tourist lodge from start to finish in that time. Our bank manager is being brilliant and is reassuring us everything will be okay. But as we keep paying our bills, it's an extra layer of stress which hasn't helped. I lost interest in my daily obsessive to-do listing, my restorative rabbit holes of Portuguese history, and without a hard deadline, the podcast editing drifted into a sprawling mess of scattered story threads. The emails requiring a response are piling up. The gardening isn't doing itself. And why is it so hard to put up and tessellate together sails to protect the cars from the sun? We're just about keeping on top of the builders' questions about taps, tiles, fireplaces and plumbing, but the Duracell bunny is drumming a slow march. For self-motivation, I suppose, structure is all important. And since the house of cards I'd constructed out of to-do list post-it notes collapsed, I felt a little bit in freefall. From getting up at silly o'clock to write, edit and plan, I now wander around half-heartedly, half-doing things, badly. The more I slump into the sofa, the bigger it gets, the more it consumes me, and the harder it is to pull myself out. Perhaps it's a delayed reaction to leaving my career at the BBC and all the structure, identity and actual deadlines that came with it. Exercise has always been my answer, And perhaps that is the way out, once I can be bothered to do something about it. Facebook tells us six years ago Anna and I ran the Lewa Half Marathon in Kenya. But beyond the occasional revitalising hot yoga, it's not been happening here in the valley. I don't know what's going on, but my best bet is it's some kind of burnout. The good thing about burnouts is something new and brilliant can emerge from the ashes. And if you've made it this far through my June gloom... I'd like to finish with a spirit-lifting story. Regular readers will remember we lost one of our 150-year-old cork oak trees in the fire last year. Embers got into its roots, and a week later the grand old tree slumped into the hill. I know the feeling. First, we asked chainsaw legend Lionel to cut it up and tractor it from the opposite slope. And then we met Joshua, whose outdoor sawmill can slice tree trunks into planks. We now have a load of beautiful wood drying in the shade, which can hopefully produce some amazing pieces of furniture, particularly tables, to help the legacy of our grand old cork oak live on in the valley. Something good to come out of something bad. That's worth considering. Check out the video on our website, Off Grid and Ignorant in Portugal, and hopefully the next time I pop up in your headphones, I'll be out of the sofa back down a rabbit hole, drumming hard, and building up my post-it note house of cards on a stronger structure. Oh, and please don't charge me for the therapy session. Thanks for listening. Sorry it's a bit downbeat this week, but hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. Thanks a lot and see you next time.